0: America, sweet America You know, God done shed his grace on thee Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's time for another episode of Jeff an American conservative. We had a rather disturbing thing happen here the other day that came to light, and this was during a Senate hearing for the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas, when he announced to everybody, or revealed actually, that the Department of Homeland Security had created a disinformation governance team, and this was um, to police Misinformation and disinformation amongst the American population. Now, I want to say that this was also on the heels of the Biden administration unveiling that this thing called a Declaration for the Future of the Internet. And this declaration, signed by they say about 50 countries around the world, was pledging to, and I quote, reclaim Internet and fight disinformation and what was especially disturbing on this uh, this new declaration by the way is that the spokesman that announced it was saying that this declaration hopes to open up access uh, to the internet because there are some uh, what they refer to as authoritarian governments which are using the platform to suppress or repress freedom of expression And you know, one of the pissers in this is that uh, the spokesman went on to say that, uh, and again, I quote, some states have been acting to repress. Now, when they say states, by the way, they're referring to countries. They say some states have been acting to repress freedom of expression, to censor independent news sources, to interfere with elections, promote disinformation around the world, and to deny their citizens other human rights. Now, at the onset, isn't this like the kettle calling the cook black or whatever the expression is? Because if ever we were going to have a party of misinformation, at least for the last five years, hasn't it been this Democratic Party? I mean, just just listen to what that guy's saying. Interfering with elections, promoting disinformation. Oh my. This is exactly what they've been doing. Isn't it? And now they put it in a declaration signed by purportedly 50 countries to go against this kind of a thing. And this declaration goes on because there's things that should be off limits, they say. Whether it's, again, quoting, whether it's unlawful surveillance of your citizens, whether it's blocking legitimate news services, whether it's shutting down the internet or whether it's interfering with the elections. Doesn't that sound exactly what they've done over the last five years? But let's get back to the, uh, this new uh, disinformation governance team that Mayorkas uh, w- w- was talking about. Because actually, disinformation boards, or branches, so to speak, of governments, have been around for a while. Back in 1923, which is maybe where all this stuff kind of started, we had, at that time, the leader of Soviet Union, Joseph Stalin, which he created a Ministry of Disinformation. And he had a word for it. And I'm going to try to say it, but I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. But it was called Desinformatia. And at the time, Stalin gave it a French-sounding name, because that way he could say that it was origined from Europe. But disinformation doesn't necessarily mean lies. So disinformation historically contains little bits of truth, or have truths, and and they take that out of context. In our modern-day papers and books and stuff, we call that editorializing, and you can see that Everywhere around here, where they just they maybe take the whole sentence, they cut out a bunch of the words, and it ends up, frankly, meaning something totally different than what was may have been originally uh, suggested. And these half truths are set out to try to influence popular opinions. So one could warrant that by saying these half truths, they're not really trying to lie to the people, rather they're just trying to influence on how they think about something. And Stalin used this as a carefully designed mixture of facts, half-truths, sometimes deliberate lies, or maybe he just exaggerated things. And this was to try to promote his people. In fact, we see Putin doing it right now, I'm sure, over there trying to talk about this war over in Ukraine. So back in 1923, with this desinformatsia, we actually kind of got an English wording from it. Disinformation. Makes sense, eh? Now this disinformation campaign that Stalin had was actually very successful. And just a few years later, unfortunately for the world, in 1932, Adolf Hitler at that time got one of his cronies, Joseph Goebbels, and he made him the director of this new propaganda ministry, that he created at this time. Now, back in 1932, Germany was still peaceful. There was no war going on. And this was the ideal time to introduce this propaganda thing because the people would be less suspicious that maybe they weren't having the wool pulled over their eyes of what may actually be going on. And this propaganda ministry was propping up the wonderful things at that time that were going on in Germany. The, the beautiful parks, their economy was bustling, there were new and shiny cars out on the road, buildings going up. It was a, a great time in Germany. And Goebbels didn't really want that name propaganda because it tended to have bad connotations. In fact, he was hoping to change it. He suggested it to Hitler, in fact, that it be called the Ministry of Culture and Public Enlightenment, although Hitler turned that down. And wouldn't it be just like our modern-day Democrats to put lipstick on a pig, so to speak, in changing things to make them sound really nice, to make it different than what they were really doing to everybody. But in Secretary Mayorka's case, they just came right out. They're going to call it the Disinformation Governance Team. Now, finishing up with uh, Joseph Goebbels and Hitler did with this Ministry of Propaganda. With that, they were able to set the tone for what was acceptable for German news. And in fact, this Office of Ministry of Propaganda ultimately got control of that time, the film, the radio, the theater and also the press and once hitler firmly became in power of the national government they did away totally with the free press in germany and they were only able to report on things that came out of this ministry propaganda area and don't kid yourself because anybody who didn't follow those directions they could be fired or put into a concentration camp, re-education, whatever you might want to call it. They were arrested. Once the population had the narrative that was elected to be given to them, that was all Hitler needed to do, and history kind of shows itself. So why are we talking about this with our disinformation governance team that was just announced? Maybe it's because History has shown that this is a pathway that does not need to be gone down again, as we just cited with Stalin and Hitler. Anytime a ruling party has the ability to shape the narrative of the population, we're at risk. One of the things that have made the United States such a great country over the last 250 years is our right of free speech and free thought. But can you imagine... Right now, we have a rather progressive, liberal-leaning control of the U.S., and now they're going to have the ability to shape the narrative of what's considered information or misinformation. To further add concern, they announced that this Nina Jenkowitz was going to be head of this this new disinformation governance team. Let's talk about her for a couple of minutes, because she is a Bryn Mawr graduate, and she worked for the National Democratic Institute. But that institute was heavily funded by the National Endowment of Democracy. Now, that particular organization has ongoing controversy with interfering in foreign elections. Now, does it also bother anybody the mere fact that this woman also felt, came out very specifically, about the falsehood of the Hunter Biden laptop story? Now, she didn't say boo when Twitter and all them banned the New York Post article from trying to talk about an opposing view or to even um, try to say that it may have legitimacy to it. In fact, at that time, she said that, quote, voters deserve that context, not a fairy tale about a laptop repair shop. I might also add, this is the woman who back in August of 2020 actually added credibility to a guy named christopher Steele, who authored a dossier about the russian hoax and most recently she sent out a tweet regarding elon musk and she says i quote i shudder to think about it free speech abolitionists were taking over more platforms what would look like for the marginalized community she said in other words I think she's afraid of what could be exposed if free speech, indeed, unfiltered free speech, was allowed to be shown in an open format. And this is the woman, by the way, who has been chosen by them, whoever them is that's controlling our president, to run a misinformation governance team. Do you think everybody's going to get a fair shot at this? Mayorkas went on to say that this new board is tasked to focus on irregular immigration as well as other topics. Other topics. I tell you what, fellow Americans and patriots, this sounds dangerous. And it's something that just has to get stopped at the starting point. It cannot stand. We cannot have, I don't care whether it's a Republican, conservative, Democrat, doesn't really matter. The government should not be in there trying to control narrative of what people listen to or can read. As of this broadcast, they're so far having a a fair amount of pushback now that everybody's learned of this, especially with who they have in charge of this. So it'll be interesting to see how this progresses and if indeed it's going to be allowed to stand. Our First Amendment, freedom of speech, is being attacked uh, right now, as it was in Russia, as it was in Nazi Germany. It's now in progressive United States. I've said it in almost every single one of my podcasts, this being number 52. Now more than ever, we need to get out there and pay attention to who's being voted on, what they stand for, who they're aligned with. We need to put people back in there that believe in the United States system, our freedoms, our way of doing business, our ability to have laws that are not only written, but are applied equally and fairly across the spectrum of our population. We also need to have people in there that believe that the invasion of illegal immigration coming into our country needs to be tempered, stopped. We're a great nation, but it's not taking long for us to fall. I want to thank you for tuning in this week, and I look forward to our future discussions on new podcasts coming up. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.